from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. This is the Ramsey Show, where we help you win in your life, specifically your money, your work, and your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me this hour. The phone number is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Let's get it started right here in our backyard, Nashville, Tennessee. Austin is there. Austin, how can we help? Hey, hope you guys are doing well. Uh, thanks for taking my call. You bet. Uh, I am wanting your input. Uh, my wife and I are in baby step two and just kind of plugging away, but we just found out that my wife is pregnant with our first. All oh, right, all congratulations. right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Still kind of doesn't feel real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we are. Wanting to, you know, we're considering looking at our debt and everything and wanted to uh, get some input on whether or not we should consider selling the house, using all that equity, and then just wiping out all the debt and just kind of basically starting over. Okay. So how much do you guys make a year? Um, I make 30000 working in ministry, and she makes about 35000 uh, as a therapist. Okay. So sixty five. Uh, how much debt do you guys have? Uh, we've got fifty thousand in student loans, twenty five thousand in credit cards, and ten thousand on a car. Okay. Eighty five that eighty five K total. Yeah, and then we've got a mortgage. Uh, we have two hundred and fifty four left on the mortgage, but the house we could probably sell it uh, for about three seventy. Okay. Um man, y'all have a lot of debt. Um and with this and with the income, you uh, okay? So here, here's my hesitation, Austin, when I'm talking to you about this. Because first and foremost, now that you guys are expecting, I would recommend not making a big move right now on either ends, uh, but just pile up cash. We always say to pause baby step two uh, while you you know are expecting. Make sure that mom is good, baby is good. If you needed some extra cash on hand, we want that available to you. Uh, during the pregnancy and after labor delivery, and then we can go back to this. So all I don't want you to do anything major and not for nine months. I mean, I want you to pause really and wait. Can I can I throw an alternative in here? I just want to I want to talk go. through this. Yes, do. Uh, but I understand what you're saying. Can you guys even pile up cash? Given that you guys have a somewhat limited income, what is? Can you even pile up cash without you having to go work extra? Yeah, we, uh, based off of just the regular income, not a lot of wiggle room there. I mean, I right. am door dashing and I'm in the process of getting my real okay. estate license. All right, so, so let me ask you this. Uh, all right, because I just want to get Rachel's take on mm-hmm. this because I have a, an aggressive approach. Go. Doesn't mean it's no, what he should no. do. All right. Is this house that you're in now, is this your forever house? Is this a house you guys are absolutely in love with or do you consider this a starter house and you definitely see a different housing situation down the road? Uh, definitely uh, not where we plan to be long term. Uh, I would sell yeah, the house. We found out about this. We were, thought we were going to move out of state in the next three years. All right. So Austin, I would sell the house, and I want Rachel to disagree with me here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my. This is what I would do if I were you. I wrote down the numbers. I would sell the house because you guys have a lot of debt. And I and with this baby coming, I want you to get a fresh start. You're a young couple. This is not a long term play for you guys. The value of this house, it's not a big-time investment play that you could live in, even if you paid it off. So if I got the numbers right, 
after realtor's fees, you're going to walk away somewhere in the 100000 range you'll have left over. Is that about right? Yeah. Okay. That takes care of all of the debt. We are debt-free. We got fifteen k left, which is a which based on your income is a really nice emergency, emergency fund. fund. We're at baby step three. Yep. Baby comes. Yep. And that gives us a little bit of margin. That's Start that margin because they house. can't really save and stack cash right now with their current income. So that fifteen k is that. Hey, that gives us a, a really nice emergency fund if something health issue wise with the baby. It just gives us a cushion. Then. Once baby gets here, we decide what your wife's going to do, what that's going to look like. Uh, I like you renting right now and resetting with this new life that you have. And then we're resetting, if you will, from baby step three. And essentially, you would be moving into what we call baby step 3B, beginning to save towards that next house. Rachel, that's what I would do. It'd take a lot of pressure off of mom and dad here as they begin to uh, a new chapter of life. I like this move. I like this move a lot. I would sell. Yeah. So so it's that option, which is more the aggressive route, or it's, hey, we're going to just knock out this debt. But but you have to remember, your wife's income is basically going to be going away after she has the baby, if she's not going to be working. Uh, so it's up to you. So it's going to be years and years and years and years of paying off this debt. So what were you guys leaning to I, before you called us? I'm curious. Uh, we've been talking about it the last couple of weeks. Um, we decided that we were just going to keep plugging away. I'm about to get my real estate license, so we're going to okay. use that as income to just... All right, I interrupted Rachel on that, so this plays about. into that. Yeah, so again, I don't think there's a right or wrong here, Austin. My only hesitation and or challenge, I would say, to you, Austin, if you went Ken's route, because I think that that's an option. That's a very reasonable option. I don't think it's extreme at all. I think if you guys are not... If you don't see anything moving... It's going to take a lot of movement to get this debt paid off where you mm-hmm. guys are with your income, but you're getting your real estate license, all that. So here's what I'll say. If you choose option A, Ken's choice, you're wiping it all out. You're wiping it all out without really much sacrifice. Yeah, you're selling your home, but there's not a ton of change that is occurring because you're going to get a lump sum. You're going to shift that money to the debt and it's all going to be done versus going through the process. Not that it's wrong to do that, but you you guys have... in credit card debt, Austin. You guys have a car you can't afford. You took out loans for school, which again, you're normal. But you have to know that like you, you, there's a level of pain. I kind of want you guys to feel because I want you to think I will never, ever, 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 ever go back. And $25,000 of credit card debt for whatever reason that you guys are in, like you have to live a different life than what you've been living. And people that walk through the debt-free process there is so much sacrifice. There is so much like, I hate this. I can't wait to be out that they will they will not, they don't want to go back. But when people get an inheritance or they the sale of their house and they get a lump sum, which is a gift, that's a blessing to be able in one fail sweep, swoop, wipe everything out. Again, amazing. And from paper, like you're going to be able to move forward quickly. But please, you and your wife have to sit down and promise each other that we're not going to get back into this because what this debt is, is decisions that are made from a lifestyle perspective, mm-hmm. especially the That's credit right. card it's debt. That you, you have to remember that. So Austin, if you guys do this and you do option A, again, great option. Um, you you have to really feel deep in your soul that our behavior has to change. We can't, because if you keep leaving like living like you've been living, there's not going to be another house that's going to wipe out the debt, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. You make a very good point. But and the real, that, but the the real way, estate license right. and the real estate license could be... Yeah. 
I want him to go with A and take the commitment. I, I think that's I want him yes, to go A, yes. but to your point, you make a very good point. It's the right point. I didn't make it. I'm glad you did. It's right. Don't just think, oh, we wiped this out quickly, and then we're tempted to play with debt again. Yep. Uh, don't do this unless you're serious about never taking on debt again. Good, good, good point that I'd sell the house. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel. You've heard me talk about Christian Healthcare Ministries, a health cost-sharing ministry, but I want you to hear from one of their members. Abby racked up a lot of doctor bills with a recent pregnancy, but she said CHM shared all of her eligible pregnancy-related medical expenses and their staff was consistently attentive, helpful, and considerate. That's Abby's CHM story, and it could be yours. Learn more and join chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, America. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by Rachel Cruz, and we are here for you this hour taking your calls about your life, your money, your work, your relationships. Those three areas tend to always be connected one way or another, 888-825-5225, Rachel, you ready for our question of the day? Yep. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Neighborly has 19 service brands nationwide and a network of local service pros. Molly made Mr. Rooter Plumbing and Lawn Pride, to name just a few. Visit Neighborly.com to find available service providers near you. Today's question comes from Jenny in Oregon. Oh, my goodness. Get out the Pepsi AC. <laughs> we have over $100,000 in car loans. $55,600 on a 2019 Tundra. $36,100 on a 2016 Toyota 4Runner. $12,000 on a 2018 Honda Accord. I would like to dump 91700 of this debt by selling the Tundra and the forerunner. However, my husband doesn't like paying the stupid tax on it. We are very underwater on the Tundra, and I have high miles on the forerunner. We have listed them and have had low offers, but no real bites. If we took the offers and got a loan for the difference, we could be $33,000 in the hole, but the miles keep going up on both, and I'm ready to get rid of them now. She writes in all caps. A little She's bit ready. of emotion. She's Jenny's ready. Jenny's had it. Jenny is motivated. She ain't happy. <laughs> she says, what do you think? Should we wait for a better offer while the clock ticks on value or cut bait? Now, I would like to hire Jenny as a lawyer. She's, she's fantastic. She's using great phrases. She's leading us right into this, Rachel. Uh, or should we face the stupid text? This would free up $1,900 mm. a month to throw at other debt. Our take-home each month is approximately $10,000, and we have $277,000 in debt that does Good not night. include our home. So dumping the vehicles would be a huge, and she goes all caps here. Huge help. <laughs> now, I am Mr. Uh, 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 get rid of the cars immediately and find the the cheaper car. It's yes. like a sport for me now because I've got three teens. Yeah, I got one in a car. And you can find them. Find the I, cheap cars. And I got two more on the way next year, and I'm always looking. And what do you find, cars. Ken? What do you find? That finding? there are very serviceable, decent-looking cars in the five to seven thousand dollar range. Yep. And I'm not making this up. Now, are they higher miles? Yes. Uh, are is the carpet perfect? No. Yep. But I mean, look, if I'm trying to get out of debt here and I got to get from point A to point B, as I said earlier in the show, nobody cares what you're driving. And here's the other thing: if they do care, pull around back. 
That's <laughs> Park somewhere else. Okay, <laughs> I mean, but the low... So I was saying this on the show last week, but I had the car mom on Instagram Live with me. And I she, saw that. And she's awesome. She has she knows yeah. everything about cars. She's like my age, and she knows everything about cars. So she was talking about, though, that the high mileage myth, it's become a myth. She's it like, is. these cars can run well beyond 200,000 miles. Forever. Because they, they, they are so well made. Let so, me tell you this. So the whole high mileage thing, I'm like, whatever. Like, buy the high mileage car. You're not going to be in it forever. No. But get rid, oh, I would get rid of this stuff in a heartbeat. Cars so, make yeah. me like, you sell them all. So yes, Jenny, yes. our answer is, um, I'd rather be $33,000 yeah. in debt than $100,000 in debt. Yeah. And you, she, she's laid it all out. Jenny, you don't need us to teach you on this one. You just you just wanting our approval and our and approval. And you've already paid is, yeah, the stupid tax by paying a car payment exactly. every month at this point. So yeah, I think you got to sit down with the hubs, and you got to change his mind from the focus on the stupid tax to what this really does for us every month. Real yes. numbers. Oh my He's gosh. worried about the stupid tax. As if you're almost two thousand dollars a month, all day every day, y'all. By the way, all one, day one, every day. I'm no car mom. All right, but I will tell you as I'm looking at cars for my kids. Um, you have to, there's a calculated risk here, but you can get really nice luxury cars. And I'm just going to pull out a couple yeah, of brands, go. a Mercedes or a BMW yeah. that may only be about 10 years old are in fantastic shape mm-hmm. on the outside and the inside. Now these cars do cost more to repair. So you, you, right. you'd have to have that emergency fund in right. margin, but you can buy them less than $10,000 because you know why? Because those owners of those cars are taking car payments, and they're just yeah. re-upping every time the next right. model comes out. That's so right. their their value goes down. But you could you could be like, I don't want to drive a beater. You could be in a nice looking Mercedes from like 2007, 2010. And again, if the previous owner took good care of them, sure. And you have the emergency fund to fix them when they, they will run for 250,000, 300,000 miles. Right. That's right. That's I'm right. just pointing that out. Yep. And you could go even cheaper on a Toyota. Yes. Like in her case, she'd go, she, we would say, you know, you drive the you drive yeah. the crappy car. Right. But to your point, even people, yeah, on baby steps four through six, like if, you're, if your net worth is not a million dollars, that's what we always say it needs to be in order to take the hit of buying a brand new car. There are still nice, to your point, there are still nice, nice cars, cars out there that are used. Like yeah. this whole idea that you can't find one. Yeah. And you're not embarrassed, not by true. the way, to drive up in these things. No. Well, that and... Uh, I'm driving an older Mercedes. And you yeah. remember, you saw it when I got it. Yeah, I was a kid. Cash. Nice car. Had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I it's a 2013. Yeah. Would have no idea. It's 10 years old. You didn't believe me when I told you. Well, and most people... It's a 10-year-old car. And again, most people are not car people. Most people on the yeah. interstate that you're passing at 70 miles an hour, they don't know. They don't care. I just and then, point it out. Uh, the Psychology of Money, that book, the author pointed this out and I've never forgotten it because I'm like, it is so true. And I'm not a big car person, so it doesn't relate to me 100%. But he was like, whenever you drive, whenever you see an, a cool car, you're looking at the car. Right. Rarely are you looking at the driver and being like, cool guy, look at him. He's awesome. Uh, Great yeah, point. He's, they're just like, what use this car, man? Yeah. What did yeah. my, I don't yeah. know. I don't, oh, know. By the I don't way, know what car things people say. But they resent you. But they're looking at the car. Right, they don't like you. They don't care about you. They're not even really looking at you, but they're looking no. at the cool, like, you yeah. know, we, we pass an exotic car. There's so a, there's an There's an exotic car yeah. that passes you know, I, on our street, not our neighborhood street, but like our, one of our main streets. And we see it and it's blue. So it's very obvious, but you'll see it kind of oh, around. Yeah. They usually are, by the and way. And I'm like, and the windows are tinted. So I'm like, you don't even see the person that's in there, but you see this like I car. I have a confession. Which is fine. But I'm just saying like, again, to that point, 
you're driving something that people aren't even looking at you for yeah. for some weird identity thing. So forget it. I, I have a confession that may actually shed light on what you're saying. Or Go. it's just going to expose me as being a jerk. Can't wait. Okay, Love jerky can. Go. When I see those kind of cars, those high-end exotic cars driving by. What do you, know, you think, Ken? I love jerky Ken. It just hit me. Uh, <laughs> I you judge them? I judge the person. I go, what kind of complex are they making up for? Anybody else in the live studio audience? I see some. I, I immediately go, oh, you got to have the cobalt blue fancy car so that everybody in your life thinks that you're special. What are you covering up for? What? I don't think. What do you mean? I want to be like that guy. <laughs> anybody else in the city? I mean, am I the only one that thinks that way? I immediately start judging you, not respecting you. Sure. And that's more uh, of the that's, that's more of the window. crazy exotic. But if you see like a night like a new like yeah escalator, so I'm you're only not thinking talk- that. No, no, no. I'm like talking about extreme, your, your the, neighbor. Yeah, the ex- he's got the it's tinted not my neighbor, window. but it's the like. Oh, sorry, ex- I've just offended but ex- your neighbors. Ex- no, but the point no. is the exotic car, the tinted windows. It's really loud. Yes. It's like look at me. <laughs> that's what I think of that person. I know, I know. Or I just think. So what's the real? To your point, what's the real reward? Like right. if you're if you're taking it out on the racetrack and you got god awful amounts of money, and that's probably maybe well, that's what it one is. thing. Sure. But just like you, you're stuck with a twelve hundred car, twelve hundred dollar car payment. Probably more for these kind of fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, it's like oh, what's yeah. the whole point? You are driving something that's losing value every time right. you burn rubber, pal. Right. Absolutely. You know. I so, know. I don't know. There's some nice cars out there, and I love a nice car. So don't get me wrong. I, yeah, I know. I think it's great. You were griping about your minivan, though, the other day on social media. I wasn't griping. I just said I acknowledge that I drive a minivan, and every time I do, I my soul does you. die a little bit because it's I, a minivan, all right, but folks, it's fine. I've been waiting great. for this moment to great. confront you on this. I it's, tried to talk you out of it. No, I don't if want to be talked soul, out of it. No, but you said your soul dies when a you get li- in the minivan. A little bit. Get a Suburban. No, because, Same the, concept. No, because the minivan is it's, no, it's amazing. I disagree. My, you sit we, in that minivan, Ken, no. and you have three freaking small children that take a peanut Stacey butter and jelly and I, sandwich and no. do this and rub it on the seats. I don't want a all Suburban. Right. All right, thank you. Give I got to have time for a rebuttal. That's Stacey a third and I, of the cost no. of a freaking SUV. Stacey and I had Those three SUVs kids. Those SUVs are insane. And one day three I will. kids. Hold on. We had three kids and never once did I go. Gosh, I wish the door slid open. Yes, you did, no, Stacey. Oh, it's a marketing no, ploy. No, Please, get you some no, captain chairs. No. You're fine. When those doors open and slam, no. No, not at all. Nobody cares. It. Sliding door, it's a myth. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back, America. You have joined the conversation here on The Ramsey Show. I'm Kid Coleman. She is Rachel Cruz. The phone number is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. And uh, I've got something i got to tell you about. Where is that? Oh, yes, here we go. I'm in the middle. I'm, I'm, I'm landing the plane, if you will. I've got three classes left on my Financial Peace University class. Oh, yeah, All how's it going? All of the Rams and Personalities are coordinated class. It's great fun. I've got the Wednesday, Friday night group. So, like, after today's show... I'll get a, a little bit of uh, green tea with honey, get my energy up, rest my voice. Got to get home. We do it on the back patio with the uh, wooden American flag behind me. That's fun. Thank you very much. And uh, great crowd. I mean, yes. these people signed up for a Wednesday night and a Friday night. Yeah, I that's get the intense. Wednesday night, 
But uh, Friday night FPU class, uh, it is. It, we're having a we're hey, having a people party. getting out of debt. They're we're having a party. They're hanging around. It's fantastic. They're not going out on Friday night. They're well, let me tell you, saving something. their money. It, it it works. The class works, and it's just got an unbelievable track record. Because we have a lot of people that are coming in new to the show, Rachel. As you know, you see the numbers. So exciting to see more and more people discovering the show via podcast, via YouTube, and and learning about the process. They listen to the calls, but they haven't truly decided to jump in yet. You know you're learning about what to do with your money based on how we teach, but you haven't believed it and started doing it. And uh, as Davis said, for decades, personal finance is 80% behavior, 20% head knowledge. So the proven way to change your behavior is through the knowledge, but also the community and the accountability of a Financial Peace University class. It is the difference between trying to get in shape on your own versus hiring a trainer. So it's worked for millions. It's a nine-week commitment and you'll never handle money the same way again. Don't just listen to the show. Commit to doing what it takes to win by joining an FPU class at RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. That's RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. Laura is up next in Salem, Oregon. Laura, how can we help? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, Nice to be able to talk to you guys. Um, So I um, read total money makeover years ago before the pandemic and started focusing on paying off my 200 plus thousand dollars in student loans. Then the pandemic hit. Yeah. Um, Then the pandemic hit and I kind of fell off the focus wagon, but luckily I had my um, auto savings like set up. So I stopped making payments to my student loans, but set everything up to auto save. So I'm now to the point where I can, between my savings and my investments that I've been playing with over the last few years, I can, by the end of this summer, I should be able to pay off all my student loans. Wow. wow. Good job. 200000 That's amazing. <laughs> it's, well, I was paying on them a little, I mean, I've been out of school for 14 years, so it's been taking, it's a lot, it's not just in the last uh, year, I gotcha. I'm down to 149 right now. Good for you. Um, and so it's, it's been a long process, mm. but. Um, and I don't have any credit card debt. I do have a loan on my solar panels, but that's it. And then my mortgages. So I have, my question is I have a primary mortgage and then I also have a rental house. And I know you guys always say to sell the rental, but my, the rental was purchased for my mother and my sister because they were getting priced out of their rent. And so my mom has since passed and now it's just my sister on her own in my rental house. She has been diligently paying me, and I get about $400 a month um, income past the mortgage from that every month. So I don't want to kick her out and sell it. So I just need to know which one I should focus on first, the rental or my primary, as far as paying off once I'm done with my student loans this summer. Okay, so once you pay off your loans, how much is the solar panels? Like 30000 30 okay. My and next, they offset my. They do offset that my my power bill, so it's not. I mean, yes, it's a loan, but it's not costing me anything. Uh, so yeah, because you're not paying like utilities and stuff. Correct is what yeah. you're saying, but you are having to pay monthly payments. Right. So instead of instead of paying a utility bill every month, I pay the solar panel. So. Right. But you had to but but that is debt though. I mean you still yes, Correct. I hear what yeah. you're saying. But that so that's you still getting paid oh, off next. <laughs> yes. That's yeah, exactly. I just want to make sure we're on the same page there. Okay. Um yeah, so I honestly, Laura, I mean, I would we teach smallest to largest. So whenever you, you cash out, you said you had some investments. Are they non retirement? 
Correct. Yeah, okay. I have about a half million in retirement 401k. Oh, good for you. So I've, been max- I've been maxing that out since I got out of school. Okay, good for you. Um, how much is in the other investments? Um, so I got about 77000 in my other investments, and I've got 66000 just in a high interest savings. Okay. So I'm like, I, together I've got 143, but by the end of the summer, I should have the 149. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, I would I would lump those solar panels in too. That would be the next thing I would. And technically with the debt snowball, knock out the solar panels and then have some of the student loans left to then knock out, you know, as as the year goes on. How how much money do you make a year? Uh, about 145. Okay. Not counting any overtime. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so I would attack the, go ahead and get the solar panels out of the way so that that monthly payment that's going to the solar panels and not having to pay utilities, that you have that so that you can, you know, that's extra cash too to throw at the student loans. So I would knock out that smallest one first, the 30000 pay off the student loans. Then once you're done there, save up that emergency funds, and then you're still funding retirement. What? How would you feel about pausing retirement? <laughs> That makes me nervous. <laughs> but, yeah, so I did. How much it, a month is summer, going to retirement? Um, well, 15% is going to my 401k. Okay. And that maxes, it maxes out usually in August or October, I mean. And so actually what I did when I saw how close I was to being able to pay off these student loans, I backed off my um, retirement investment for the summer so that I can take that money and put towards this and then back, right. back up after the student loans. Are you have $500,000 in retirement. You're doing great. <laughs> if you paused for a year, you're doing great because we want to free up as much cash as possible to get all of this paid off. And and again, I'm not talking yet your mortgage, but even just this, because you'll still have some consumer debt left or some of the student loans left even after you cash out everything and with the solar panels so if I were you Laura I would pause everything and I know you hate that and that's so scary but you're doing (laughs) I mean you're doing you're doing great I also I also have a 14 year old that's starting high school that I need to put some money aside for college yes yes and you will do all (laughs) of that I got lots of buckets to put money in I know and that and that's what's hard Laura is you're trying to do it all you're trying to do it all where I want you to focus on one thing and I want you to focus on getting these solar panels and this student loan paid off. Everything needs to pause. Yes. What's the rental situation? Can I stick my nose in this? What's what are the numbers really quick on the rental? So I owe 130 and it's probably worth about 250. Um, I, the, the, I get 1200 a month rent and then payments only 800. I'd sell the rental tomorrow. I'd put it, I'd list it tomorrow. My sister is living in it. Well, she can live somewhere else. I mean, I mean not, not a, for that price, honestly. Honestly, she can't rent. I, I understand. I've, I've got a good price. It's I understand, but right but look what you could do if it's it, 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 you could sell it for two fifty. It's worth one thirty. Take away the realtor's fees on there. We're talking about a massive life change. You've got too much what, debt to have a sister, rental. What's your yeah? You're. Um, I, I mean, just what we teach. You should not have this rental given no. the debt you've got. Yeah, so. So I bought the rental originally for my mother who passed in 2021. She was being priced out of her rent. She was, I I basically forced her to retire because of medical things. And so she was living on social security and her, the option was for her to live with me or to find her a place that I could basically. All right, real quick, because we don't have a lot of time. I got to cut you off because are you single married? What's your situation? I am single. I would listen to me. I would sell the house, the rental. 
and sister can come live with you and pay you some rent, you're going to get this <laughs> no. whole... Well, okay, here's the deal. Laura, you, the don't deal. Need, okay. you don't need a much, rental. Does your, does your sister, is she not able to work? Oh, she's working, yes. she's that's She's paying the full... Then she's a grown a woman. I know, Laura. There, there Laura, might be some... You could be... Oh, my gosh, I'd sell this rental, Rachel. It I know. I hear your everything. heart in it, Laura, and I think it's okay to to help, but also we want to we want you to win, Laura, um, and and your sister may have to make some hard grown up decisions on her own too, and you not having to be the one caring caretaking that for her. So, I just want you to wrestle with this question: How would selling that rental change your financial picture? Wrestle with that, then decide what you want to do. This is the Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by Rachel Cruz this hour. The phone number for you to jump in to talk about your life, specifically your money, your relationships, and your work is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Bryce joins us now in Columbia, Missouri. Bryce, how can we help? Okay. Thank you for taking my call, guys. I really appreciate it. You bet. Okay, so I'm a junior at the University of Missouri studying finance and investment banking. Basically, what my question is, is what can I do to be more competitive in the job market since I'm attending a non-target school? These jobs usually recruit from Ivy League schools like that. Because I'm going to be graduating with in between 120000 and 130000 in student loan debt. Now, I've already taken some steps to, you know, help me when I get out. I'm in the KPMG Financial Advising Accelerator. Okay, good. So... I have that on my resume already. Is that I'm what, what specifically worried. are you looking for? Um, I just basically want to be able to be on par with Ivy League students, you know, because I have a, a mountain of debt that I'm going to have to. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Off, it was know? a bad question on my part. What are you looking for? Financial advising, investments. Like what? What's the specific lane that seat on the bus you're wanting to land? I would say financial advising. That's what I'm mostly looking for right okay, now. Okay, gotcha. Um, well, it's a it's a good question. I understand the question. I will tell you that anybody that that claims to say, well, there's a very clear answer to that, uh, I think they'd be wrong. This is going to be just straight opinion. Um, okay. I will tell you that uh, you, the candidate, are what they are looking at more than the name on your diploma. Uh, now that's not true across the board. I mean, that you could talk Mm -hmm. to, you could talk to 10 hiring managers and eight would agree with me or two wouldn't or five would. And they might say, well, if if you're from an Ivy league school, I'm going to pay attention to that. That, that may be true, but I will tell you getting into the initial interview process, it won't have any effect at all. If you're just going to apply the old school way, which is I'm going to put a resume in, and I'm going to go into the system, then I can tell you at the level you're going in, they are using artificial intelligence to pre-screen candidates. Mm. It just, on some level, you're dealing with that. So the Ivy League thing, is it going to stand out more or not? I don't know that there's a whole lot of evidence that says it does. It might open a door, but I'm not, I don't believe it's going to win you the job. So here's the advantage that, that I will tell you that I believe you can have. Relationships. So let's just say, you want to go work for KPMG, just using them, their big-time mm-hmm. firm. All right, so you you identify a job for KPMG that you want, and 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 you're up against, you know, Ivy Leaguers. What will make the difference is, is if you have a relationship connection. You may have a one-to-one, or it may be one-to-three. What I mean by one-to-three is I know somebody, 
that knows somebody that knows somebody over there and and they are making a call on your behalf emailing on your behalf they are submitting your resume with a letter of recommendation to say i know bryce bryce just graduated from boom and this is what his gpa is and this is what he's done and they are presenting you with their credibility that i think is the only viable competitive advantage that you can have over an ivy leaguer if you have the same degrees and virtually similar GPAs. I think it's going to come down to relationships where someone's vouching for you. And that goes a long way. Go ahead. I said, so so basically networking, getting to know people who already work there. That way it gets me past the AI screening process. A hundred percent. You're you're still going to go through the AI because you're still going to have to go through the formal application process. But the point is, is now you're seen. If you just okay. go through the AI thing, you don't know what AI is looking mm-hmm. for. That company's not going to tell you what what they're looking for on the resume. So it's a relationship situation. So, for instance, uh, you want to be thinking about your local connections, uh, guys and gals that you know that are in this field. Do they know somebody? You see where I'm going here? Like, yeah, you, you you've got to start digging. Now that's for the competitive advantage. How do I be more competitive? That works, by the way, whether I'm competing against an Ivy Leaguer or not. Uh, yeah, and relationships and referrals. I'm like, that's that will get your been. thing pulled out of a stack. That's the idea. Because, yeah, there's an actual person, like yeah. what Ken's saying, that, that's looking at it and that knows your name. But I also want to encourage you, the course that okay. you're taking now, above and beyond your schooling, anything like that, any additional qualifications, certifications, any of that, I'd stack all of those. Those are worth uh, the time and the effort as long as you're not going into debt to pay for these things, these are all going to be valuable. But it's all about relationships, relationships, relationships. I'll tell you what, uh, hang on the line. I'm going to give you a copy of my book, The Proximity Principle, which is a deep dive on this. The power of proximity is just simply this. When I'm around the people that are doing what I want to do and I'm in the places where that's being done, opportunities will come to me. And so this is about the right people, the right place. It's a deep dive, super easy to read. Hang on the line. It's a bit of a guidebook for this very thing, making the right connections so that opportunities actually come to you. Let's go now to Jake in the Twin Cities. I always love, do you know the Twin Cities? Putting you on the spot. St. Paul, Minneapolis. There you go. Yes. Don't mess with Rachel on the basic trivia, folks. She's got it. Jake, how can we help? Yeah, um, thank you so much for taking my call this morning. I'm sorry, this afternoon. You bet. Um, My wife and I just had a baby about six months ago. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. Do you have a minivan, Jake? Um, Uh Uh-oh. We we don't have a minivan, and we don't have any plans to, but... Good for you, Jake. Hold strong. Fine, Jake. Stay strong, Jake. (laughs) Um, That is part of the reason I'm calling, is because um, we, before having a child, my wife worked, and um, now after having our child, my wife uh, decided to be a stay-at-home mom. And we decided to, a couple of years ago, to buy a truck. Um, And before we started listening to Dave Ramsey, we took out a loan on it. Um, We've been pretty smart in all the other things. So the only loans that we have is this truck loan and our mortgage. We're trying to decide if we should um, pay off the loan with our savings, sell the truck, and, you know, maybe buy a beater car or um, continue to, you know, try to take every single penny that we have and kind of go gazelle intense and trying to pay off the truck yeah. um, with new cash coming in. Um, so, how much do you guys make a year? So I do software sales. So I make $100,000 base, but last year I probably did about 
200000 Oh, good 50. for you, Jake. That's awesome. Yeah. How much you. is left on the yeah, car loan? It's, it's about $29,000. 29. So. What do you guys have in savings? Yep. Yeah, so for cash, we have about $50,000 in cash, but that would deplete our six-month emergency savings, which I put aside quite a bit just because we wanted to make sure that we had enough, you know, having a little one and my wife not working anymore. We wanted to have six months worth of savings instead of uh, three months. And so that's most of our six months worth of savings there. Okay. Um, I would sell the truck and buy a minivan. No, I'm just kidding, Jake. I would, <laughs> I would take the savings and I'd pay Not off. Not a bad I'd, idea. And I would pay off the truck. I would yeah. pay it off. And then, yeah. and you guys have plenty of cash. You're in a very stable job, right? If you were transitioning mm-hmm. jobs or there was big stuff happening, then I feel like it'd be like, okay, yes, having a lot of money in the bank, like, okay, that could be really scary. But you, you guys are fine, Jake. Yeah. You're fine. I would yeah. totally take that, pay off the truck, bump it back up to six months, which your income is fabulous. So you guys are going to be able to do that yeah. really quickly. And then just work yep. yourself down the baby steps. So if I were you okay. today, yeah, uh, I would. Pay I just paid off, paid off, off. What kind of truck is it? It's a Ford F one fifty, and it's so got the really extended cab. Oh yeah, it's, it's got all the fun features and all so, the other. Yeah, fun wait a and second. you make a good income, so your truck yeah. is not out of proportion yeah. it's to not. you guys. So um, it pay it off. And I just want to point out to Rachel that you have the F one fifty with the extended cab, and the baby seat goes fine in there. <laughs> And you're Except fine. you have the carrier, Jake, well don't the, you? You track. have the carrier. You got to. You, you don't, gotta, you don't oh, need sliding oh, doors. Oh, Jake's strong. He can put the baby in the back. It's going to be okay. Stay at home, mom. You got to build yeah. that muscle. Oh, boy. You. Yep. Uh, yep. Jake, pay it right. off. Have a great weekend with a yeah, debt free home. Awesome. And, and a heartbeat, I would. But and I, a paid I, off truck. I mean, paid off truck. That's what I mean. I, I appreciate the caution, right? New baby. Yep. Life is shifting. I get it. You guys are good. You're in a very stable position job wise. You'll get that emergency and fund back up. That truck payment is a raise. Yes. That's coming right back to you to Rachel's point. That's so, right. really nothing to be afraid of. Good logic, but you're okay. Pay that truck off and uh, don't buy the minivan. <laughs> Rachel Cruz, great hour. Thanks for being with me. James Childs and the crew keeping us on the air. And you, America, even those that drive a minivan, we love you. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.